It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me who's the Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast It is episode 269 <laughs> Hey, what a number, huh, man? Oh, dude, it's a it's a great number. You're joined by your boy Bubba Lutz, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, we got Baby Yoda in the back. Look, look, look at Grogu in the back, bro. Look at him. He's just cracked, chilling. Love him. G- gotta love it. Okay. You know, hey, listen. You know, shout out to uh, shout out to Jackie for putting the boy on Star Wars. Yes, yes. My girlfriend has done wonderful things, but... uh, If it weren't for her, this man would not even know what a Grogu is. I'm sorry, sir. That's Baby Yoda, if you're asking me. Oh. I'm Um, one of those people. uh, Sure. All right, brother. Whatever. It's all right. right. Jackie will fix you. It's fine. Uh, She's all right. You know? (laughs) Nice. Uh, So, plenty of things to talk about like we did last week. I, I think last week was one of our best episodes there's a oh. lot to unpack this week, man. Dude, it's it's like a good mix of like serious stuff, not like too serious to where it's like kind of awkward to talk about. Yeah. And then there's just like the outrageous stuff that I've added into this. Yeah. So I, we're we're gonna have a good amount of time in a in a, a short period of time. We're gonna make this a little bit shorter. Mind you, this is all uh, unbeknownst to me because I have no idea what he has on his list. So. Listen, it's it's not like outrageous stuff. I, I did want to have a little bit of fun here as we wind down right. this the football season. We're in Super Bowl week, so expect a episode later on this week talking about the the Super Bowl and extremely, our predictions. Extremely happy, but also extremely sad. Sundays are now going to be ruined. I think. So, you know. I think now, as I've gotten older, I've I've come to the to the appreciation of like the post season like time. Because mm-hmm. that's where I could like talk about free agency, the draft, mm, look yeah. at film, look at some college players, see what what the Cowboys are gonna do and what the first round's gonna look like. So I, I've come to appreciate that rather than just being like, oh well, I'll see you in September. Like, no, there's yeah. still a lot that's gonna go down because there's plenty of free agents and plenty of quarterbacks really in yeah. this upcoming off season. This, this off season should be really exciting. Yeah. So with the new season. We talk about new coaches as well. There's there was a there was a lot of moves these past couple of days, huh? And and as of now, we have filled every single position as far as a head coach goes. Oh, you're right. Yes, yeah? yes. Just a right. few hours ago, the Saints uh, just decided to hire someone, not Kellen Moore, which is sad because he's unfortunately still in Dallas. But yep. they uh, they promote their defense coordinator Dennis Allen to uh, become their new Saints head coach i think that's an appropriate move right the saints defense have been known for deep for their i mean the saints team has been known for their defense the last couple years right so yeah i mean it's it's fitting it's right i guess we'll have to see if it ends up being the 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 correct decision down the line i think it was a matter of we couldn't get eric Bieniemy, so it was either him or or we'll just we'll just stick with what we got and and to be fair i don't mind the move. Obviously, Eric no. Bieniemy would have been the top choice, but I don't mind the move. I think it's a great move, but uh, I think they have to worry a lot more about a coach right now over there in New Orleans. Exactly. Yeah, they they gotta they gotta find themselves a quarterback because I don't know if Jameis is coming back. 
Yeah. And they need money. So that's another issue for another yeah. day. So yeah. now with that, we also have the move in Houston. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. I don't, I don't count that as a move, but okay, yeah. Yeah, I really don't either. If you see my TikTok, if you haven't, go check it out. It's really short, pretty simple, straight to the point. Yep. All right, so let's go over the, the new head coaches now that we're solidified here. So Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, former offensive coordinator for the Rams. I think that's a, a fun, fantastic move for them. Yeah, it's a really great move. Uh, I think, if anything, one thing that the Vikings have lacked, right? You know, so, you know, it, it's it's one thing to have a player carry your offense but uh you know kirk this kirk isn't the answer kirk hasn't been the answer dalvin uh unfortunately is very injury prone jay mm-hmm. jettis is amazing right but you know it can't just be jay jettis adam yeah. Thielen is now starting to be injury prone the offensive line is shaky um there you know there was very questionable games throughout this season with the vikings that they just looked completely dull looked like that like that pittsburgh game my god they they looked like the cowboys right they came out to like a 30 point lead and then mm-hmm. they stunk up the rest of the second half right. that happened way too often for the vikings so yeah i think i think kevin o'connell can do something great over there uh they, he has the star talent right just see if they can keep him on the field no for, for sure and and for me it was it, it was like a few years um ago to where i felt like mike zimmer was past his time in Minnesota, like it was just time to move on. And I said that at yeah. the beginning of the year. So I was like, expect him to be out of there by the end of the year, if not during the year. Um, and, and the inconsistent play throughout the season was an epitome of that. So yeah. it, it feels like when you've been married for like 30 years and then you get divorced and then you go for the hot young blonde that's in her 20s and you're in your 40s, yeah. 50s, and you're just yeah. like, let's just have some fun. Like I, I'm having a midlife crisis, but whatever. Like I got, yeah. I got plenty of life to live. And I have all these great things, you know, I'm living lavishly, but let me get the young buck in here in Kevin yeah. O'Connell. Yeah. So I love the move. Uh, Matt Eberflus, which is a fantastic name, 10 out of 10, but yeah, he is real. the new head coach for the Chicago Bears, former defensive coordinator for the Colts. I also like this move. So I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I do not have a full opinion over this because I'm, not really familiar with him, if I'm being honest. But the only thing I will say about him is, I mean, I think we can both agree that Chicago has been known for their defense the last yes. five years. So um, the Colts defense has been absolutely spectacular the last two years. I mean, can we talk about how they've literally just excelled at uh, developing Darius Leonard? Possibly one of, like, mm-hmm. top top two, if not one linebacker in the league right now i mean absolutely insane uh they've they've had they had a lot of talent in indianapolis and chicago has a lot of talent too you know we're talking about khalil mack when he comes back next year we're talking about roquan smith we're talking about eddie jackson you know um my my issue is not on the defensive side of the ball what can he do for justin so that's all i'm gonna leave it at because like i said i don't know much about him but for sure um, for now it looks okay in my eyes no i i i like the move because it's also a new gm so that's where it's going to be a new influence rather than ryan pace um if you were talking about the colts and what kind of connections he has he's connected with frank reich who is a great offensive mind 
despite the issues with Carson Wentz, I still think that Frank Wright's an offensive guru and genius. So I think he'll put in a good word to Eberflus about certain guys that he would like to bring in and 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 maybe bring some guys from Indianapolis, if not from like whatever time uh, Frank Reich had at Philadelphia or in his time yeah, before yeah. that. So that, that's why I like the move a lot. Yeah. Um, th- this is not recent, but uh, the Giants with Brian Dabble, offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, like the move too because mm-hmm. this really solidifies that like, hey, if Brian Dabble can't make it work with Daniel Jones, then Daniel Jones doesn't belong there. I mean, I think we can both agree that Daniel Jones hasn't been the answer for the last two years. But, you know. It's a like last resort, said, right? Like it, resort, It's like yeah. – it's like if you can't make it work with a guy who made Josh Allen one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Daniel Jones, you don't deserve to be here. But yeah, for sure. you know what's crazy? I saw like I think it was the owner of the Giants came out and said, We've done everything wrong with Daniel Jones. Like we have never given him a true chance. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, that is true, but you also gotta hold your quarterback accountable and maybe yeah. he's just not that great. Uh, I, you know, I, I actually saw it differently. I think that statement is extremely uh, ridiculous. I think it's stupid. Um, I completely, I completely disagree. Uh, for one, Saquon Barkley, obviously what happened to him, um, you know, last year, it's not his fault. You can't stop an injury, right? But Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley. There is talent there. At least not this year, but they signed Nate Solder. They had a decent offensive free agency when it came to their offensive line a couple years ago. Sterling Shepard hasn't really gone anywhere. He was available. Kenny Galladay, I mean, Evan no Ingram, touchdowns. You know, you know. Uh, when I heard that statement, I thought the opposite. I thought it was a ridiculous statement. I thought it was so stupid. Um, you're you're blaming you're blaming yourself for something that was pretty well known already as it is, and now you're just like, oh. We got a new head coach, new start. Let's try and take accountability. What? No, yeah. it, it, it's it's ridiculous. I thought that statement was so dumb. Um, but if it makes him sleep better at night, go for it. Sure, whatever. Sure. Congratulations. You'll be third. Well, right now they're probably the worst team in the NFC East, right? Yeah, by far, because the Commanders. Oh, we haven't uh, even talked about that. We, we can Wait. say it now. We can say it now. Oh god, it's so mid. It's, it's so mid. Okay, so one thing I will say before we move on to the next head coach, um, yes. really quick about the Commanders, mid name, but W uniforms. No, 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 then we we'd have a good conversation here, but they just straight up copied everything that they did, and and instead of the M, they just flipped it in a W. But it's really you know, an L. You know, I can't I can't disagree with you, but I still I still think they're nice uniforms personally, in my opinion. They're, but the name the name is mid. In my I opinion. would let it go if it was the Washington Armada. That sounds so clean. Oh, so clean. Oh. Oh, that gave me chills, bro. Do you see Chase oh, uh, Young? <laughs> you see that I clip did. of Chase Young where they asked him, like, what do you feel about this name? The Commanders. He's like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> it, you know, it, it is what it is. Dan Snyder, as long as you're there, keep taking L's, buddy. Um, oh, God. Oh, Washington hey, man, what, can't do anything right. Hey, hey man, what's the next coach? <laughs> uh, we got another one that's taking a while. Uh, for the Denver racist, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the oh. Broncos. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. 
Which oh, is a good actually, move. I love that move. Yeah, I love hey, that move course. a lot. Um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, is there even much to say about him? I mean, Green Bay Packers offense, that's it. That's all yeah, I Yeah, he say. comes from Move a on. good coaching tree as well, alongside uh, Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan and all those guys. So, yeah. Um, the one that I predicted back in December, and I will take you full did. credit for this. You did. I completely uh, – I'll give you every single point you want on this one. You were right. Not only did I uh, predict this – but I also think it's the right move, and it's yeah. a great move, Doug Peterson to the Jaguars. 100%. 100%. When I, when I first predicted that, there was rumors that they would, they'd probably bring him in for an interview. That next day, I sent you a screenshot that said they brought him in for an interview. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of just went like under the radar for weeks. You know, They brought in a bunch of other guys. Byron Leftwich was, of course, that name. That, that stood out to everyone because he used to play for them and he's a offensive genius with the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's yeah. time for him to get a head coaching job. And then they just said, oh, we're bringing Doug for a second interview. And then a few days later, we get the signing in. I, I think for – there's a lot of slack that Doug Peterson gets, but this is still a man who won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So – and you know what? Uh, I don't care what people say. I mean, especially me, right? Number one Eagles hater. But uh, before the injury, let's be real. Carson Wentz was immaculate. MVP, yes, of I course. mean, right? Doug Peterson developed him so well uh, until that injury happened. So I think this is an absolute win for the likes of Sunshine, you know, Trevor Lawrence over there. Um, this could really be the next, uh, you know, stepping stone that could happen for the Jaguars. Um, but. I would like to see – I'm curious on what he's going to do with his coordinators, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, all the coordinators that are there right now, they were brought in by uh, by Mr. Finger – I mean, uh, Mr. Meyer, uh, you know. So let's, let's see what happens. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens. Well, here's the thing for me. Um, the Jaguars have to take this one slow. This has to be a Dan Campbell type of move to yes. where – you can't expect a winning season or playoffs in the first year. Yeah. But even if you go 4-12 and 1, like Dan Campbell did, we still consider the Lions season a win. Oh yeah. No, 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 absolutely. I so completely agree. Progress Trevor Lawrence, make him have better decision making, less turnovers, better accuracy. That's the type of thing that I would care more about in the first year with Doug Peterson rather than just the wins. The one thing that I've always said about the Jaguars, and I sound like a broken record when I talk about them, is Doug Peterson needs to come in there and change the culture mm-hmm. and make sure that his team has that chemistry. Like we've been talking about with Dan Campbell. Sure, the Jaguar, or the Jaguars, the Lions were 4-12-1, but they fought in every single game that yes. they lost the season. Yeah. And, and like we've seen, if you go and talk to a Lions player, they will run through a brick wall for mm-hmm. that man. Right. If... If uh, if Doug Peterson can do the same thing for the Jaguars, but they still go, it's 17 games now, right? So if, if they go 4-12-1 like the Lions, who cares? The culture's starting to change, and years to come could be better. So, yeah, I think this is a great move for the Jaguars, 100%. Let's, let's just not rest players in Week 17 on a Sunday night football game to decide the division. Thoughts? Oh, I forgot about that. That was yeah. bad. That well, was I mean, that's bad. the reason he got fired. That, that is true. Bad. That is to me the true true basis of why he got fired. That's bad. I forgot about that. Hey, where's okay. Nate Sudfeld now? Anyway, next coach. 
I mean, he's obviously a QB one starter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, probably the the one move that I disliked the most was Josh McDaniels to the Raiders. You know, I I, I don't. I so, just don't trust Josh McDaniels to get it right this time because the first time it was a disaster. And then he went back to his, you know, comfort zone, offensive coordinator with Bill Belichick. But to me, like his play calling, it's just very basic and dull. And I felt like you could have let uh, Mac Jones let it rip a little bit more. And it's just not in my nature to believe that Josh McDaniels is a aggressive, like gung ho type of of coach, and I just don't think Raiders is the right fit. So, so, so here's the thing, right? When I heard the news, I was a little confused, um, mostly because of what you just said, right? We've always seen Josh McDaniels to be the very conservative play caller he is, right? But I saw it a different way. I saw it that you know maybe now this is his chance, right? Now that he has a, a competent quarterback in Derek Carr, right? Um, maybe he'll maybe he'll come out of his comfort zone and he'll let Derek Carr fling it. He'll he'll rework what he thinks his offense should be in Las Vegas. But the thing that I got confused about is I I don't know if it's the right move because where's the talent in Las Vegas, right? I mean, yeah. besides Derek, besides Darren. And besides Josh, who else is there? You know, I mean, Brian Edwards was a complete stud in training camp, right? Sir. What happened to him? What Sir. happened to him? Zay Jones. Oh, levitating man? No, no bullshit. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is there, but let's be real. Is Hunter Renfro number one material? The reason why I say it is this, right? Hunter Renfro is probably <laughs> the best slot receiver in the NFL. Uh, hands down. Right? Hands down. But um, where's the other two outside? No, no, no. I get you. It's the Cole Beasley thing. It's, right, yeah. it's he is the best slot receiver. He is the best wide receiver in the room. But that's not saying a lot. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and like I said, this is absolutely no disrespect to Hunter Renfro. He's obviously an amazing football player. He deserves all the credit he's gotten this year and moving forward. But you can't rely your offense on a slot receiver. Yeah. Remember 20, what was it? 2018 Cowboys or no, what was it? 2017 Cowboys when Cole Beasley was the leading receiver. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. You know, so it's, um, you know, unless the Raiders are going to make a splash, this free agency, Devonte Adams. Um, I really don't see how Joshua Daniels can really let Derek Carr rip. With like, if he wants to transform his philosophy on the offense, uh, but I'm not sure if Hunter Renfro can moss the DBs that are in the AFC West. I'm not sure if Hunter Renfro can go for 1,800 yards like Devonte has, uh, 16 touchdowns in the season. You know, um, so I agree with you. I'm as confused as you are, but for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I would have predicted them to just keep rich Bisaccia, if i'm being honest i i felt like i didn't i didn't it, see a problem i i felt like morale wise and culture wise like he fit in i didn't see and a problem you, with you saw it in his, in their play i mean they made the playoffs so it's and like, now he's in new orleans good for him is he he's now the new orleans special teams coach 
if I remember correctly, if I read that a, earlier. A yeah. pretty big downgrade, if I'm being honest. I mean, yes and no. Look what John Fossil did. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a big fan of John Fossil. Uh, can we uh, can we talk about the last two years compared to this year? I'll take it. Yeah, we'll I'll take, take it. it. Take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike McDaniel to the Dolphins. I like Mike McDaniel. You know, this is a nice one guy. Where, this is another one where I don't have much an opinion because I don't know a lot about him. But uh, two things. Yeah, I like him. Good guy, right? Funny okay. guy. I, Funny I think guy, that's. Yeah. I think that's where he kind of fits in with the Miami vibe. Like he's gonna be like, yeah, it's chill, but like we gotta get stuff done. Yeah. But I'll I'll make sure to like put you in the right spot. This is probably the best thing for Tua, if he's yeah. st- if he's still the quarterback next year. Um, and, and of course he comes from Kyle Shanahan and that, and that tree, so I'm not gonna complain. You know, the, the other thing too about Mike McDaniel's is, um, hey, look, I'm just saying, uh, you know. Jalen Waddle isn't Debo Samuel, but but Jalen Waddle's you, uh, you can Jaylen make him work. Jalen Waddle's a talent, right? Can you both agree yeah. on that? Oh no, one hundred percent. So you know, just saying, there's possibility there. So I mean, like I said, I don't know much about him, but from the basis, it could be good. Yeah, I think I, I think it'll be all right. Yeah, it's not going to be anything crazy. I think he's just going to be pretty pretty good. Uh, of course, we got Dennis Allen, who we mentioned earlier. Which and, I agree with. I agree with. I completely yeah, that's agree. Fine. With. That's fine. I don't. I don't expect the Saints to do anything next year. Uh, and then finally, you got the Houston Texans. Um, Lovey Smith. D- b- d- have you seen my TikTok? Okay. Am I? Am I wrong? Yes or no? You're not wrong. Um, this move is literally the Texans just going belly up. They, you know, they, they just, it, it feels like with this move, they've given up. Um, you know, this is no disrespect to Lovey Smith. We know what he did with the Bears. And, you know, the, the mid-2000s the mid, uh, Bears were a formidable team. They were good. But, really? Really? I mean, I will, I will give the Texans credit here, and I'm not going to do that often. They genuinely tried to get everyone to, to at least like give them a shot. You know, I every day I saw a different report that said the Houston Texans are showing interest in blank. They're yeah. showing interest in Eric Bieniemy, in um, in Brian Flores, in insert name here of somewhat decent offensive coordinator or or just coordinator around the league. Yeah. It, it wasn't until, like, the day before they hired Lovey Smith to where they're like, all right, uh, Josh McCown's our last hope. And then they, they put out a report that's like, well, they were in love with Josh McCown, but they just didn't feel like he would be the best option. And I said, now you're being picky, and now you're just looking stupid. Because now all you got left is Lovey Smith. I didn't know that Lovey Smith was on, on the coaching staff last year. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, Be- because I, I, I found out halfway through the season. <laughs> like, I didn't know. I thought he was, like, in college. I, I knew he coached at Illinois. That was the last thing I heard of him. And he, like, bounces around, whatever. And he's just not that great of a coach, according to his record. And then I saw they're promoting assistant head coach slash defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, to head coach. I'm like, oh, so no one wanted the job. And now you're just kind of left with, like, all right, Lovey, you're just being promoted. Like I this- said, belly up. This isn't a thing of like, oh, well, that was our guy the entire time. No, you ask 
everybody at the dance to dance. And then you got the one kid that's picking his boogers in the corner and saying, I'll dance with you. And you're like, fine, come here. I'm not trying to go home alone. Look, all I'm going to say is this before we move on. Lovey Smith, if you can prove us both dead wrong, go for it. No, you're I not. Would, you're not. I would love to see it happen. You're but not. but Houston Texans, God damn. You know, like us as Cowboy fans, we're numb and we're down bad. But God, Jesus Christ. I would not want to be a Houston Texans fan right now. I had a I guy comment it. on one of my TikToks. It was the one that I did on uh, their initial interest on Brian Flores. Oh, yeah. And then they were they were interviewing like everybody. And then I was like, why? Why would anyone take this job? And then some guy commented, you don't know anything about football. His thing was like his name uh, at or a Texans fan. Like that, that was his whole username. And I said, obviously, you don't know about football because you're a Texans fan. <laughs> I was, well, I was like, it doesn't take a genius to know that the Houston Texans are the worst organization in football. I um, I hope that Houston can get back to where they used to be, because my lord, I don't my, care. My Who cares? <laughs> it's bad. Like, like move. It is bad. You're, you're you're in a state to where it's dominated by one team. Why would you be second best in your own state? There's plenty of move to Oklahoma. Nobody Oklahoma. would care. Nobody would care if they moved. Yeah. Absolutely you not. Got a point. You got a point. And, and once Deshaun leaves, what what do they got? What do they genuinely have to offer as a organization? Davis Mills. Holy shit! You're right. Davis Mills. I'll swallow my pride. And I will apologize to the Stanford great Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. All right. Well, I mean, you could also just put them against the uh, the Las Vegas Correctional team um, because they're it's becoming the longest yard in real life over there in Las Vegas. Pretty good talent on that team right now. Yeah. Amazing talent, if I'm being honest, because yeah. now with their new addition at running back, Alvin Kamara, it's What's it's happening? Me. What's happening? I don't understand. My initial like a reaction to that was when I saw the report that came out like two hours after the Pro Bowl, which Alvin Kamara played in. Yeah, that's the part that I was so freaked out about too. Like, like I was like, like you, did you this just mean? happen? You know that meme with Leonardo DiCaprio from the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? He's like on the yeah. couch. Like, they, I, I saw one. And it was like. LV, the Las Vegas Police Department, watching the Pro Bowl. And that's the guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, no. I mean, you got Henry Ruggs. You got Alvin Kamara. Who's next, honestly? Dude, I mean, uh, where's Vontae's perfect? Well, sir, he's a terrible human being, but he's he's not a criminal. What? No, was it? No. Was it? Am I thinking of someone else? If I am, I'm sorry. That's very disrespectful. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I may have been hit by perfect. Oh, uh, Antonio Brown can join him. Uh, he, yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. No, he, yeah. I think he got arrested for the same thing as Camara, right? Bad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. This team is looking really stacked. Uh, stacked. Uh, Adam Sandler at quarterback, I think, will be just fine. You know, here's the thing, right? So the Saints, as a team in general, were already extremely down bad as they were, right? Uh, Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He is a uh, 
He is a quarter run wide end back, right? Also a little bit, throw a little bit of a punter in there. Um, He's, he's everything. He can't be a quarterback. Uh, Alan Kamara was literally the only bright spot of the saints last year. And that's not saying much because holy shit, the, the, some of the stuff I saw with these saints was insane. But anyway, man, what an absolute travesty these saints have gone through in the last five years. You literally go from getting cheated out of a Super Bowl one year. Twice. Twice, technically, yeah, twice. Then the third year, you know, you know, Drew Brees, you know, he's he's slowing down a little bit, but the defense, they were carrying him, and you know, oh, the offense was still okay enough. And, you know, then Tom Brady's just like, Well, sorry, man. You know, I need to win a Super Bowl again, you know. So yeah, that's you, even worse. you beat me twice in the regular season, but when it counts the most. Yeah. I'm going to beat you. So that stings. And then you go this year where, I mean, no quarterback, you know, no wide receivers, no tight end, barely on the offensive line. Your running back is the only good thing on that team besides your okay defense that started progressing. Uh, now you lose your long-time loved head coach. You don't know what the hell's going to happen anymore with your offense. And now the only good thing that came out of it is could be facing five years in prison. So... Ooh. that's um hey good luck man i, I mean good luck. L- listen if, if he is uh set free if he's found not guilty for these charges he's gonna be on the field week one. Oh yeah we, absolutely like it's not gonna matter dude yeah. it's just not gonna matter the the nfl needs alvin Kamara in the league and when do they ever care about their image when it comes to criminals in the league yeah, I can't argue with you on that one. Cannot like, argue with you on that one. Like, it's the same thing with Antonio Brown. It's like, that man is too damn talented to not be on a team next year. No matter how crazy and how psycho he is mentally, and and it doesn't matter what he does off the field or what he says on the field, what he does on the field, really, as long as he catches the balls and he shows up, these teams, are go- these teams are going to offer help. They're going to offer him, like, therapy and, and mental health, you know, um, providers or whatever. And, uh, and cryogenic foot. I mean, what? No, oh. no, not that. No, not that. Oh. Not that. Sorry. But That's, That was a yikes. Like, they're going to do it because he's so damn talented. It doesn't matter yeah. if Alvin Kamara, Deshaun Watson, doesn't matter what any of these guys do. If they're able to play, they're going to play. Yeah. I can't argue with you on that one. We've seen it way too many times for it to be, you know, uh, for me to tell you, oh, no, you're wrong. But, yeah, it is what it is. It's the it's the sad truth. It's the same thing with, like, the Rooney rule. It's 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 the truth that nobody wants to hear. But, but it's it, happening. it has to be. It's happening. <laughs> but it's happening. Like, yeah. we just live with it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, something that's very criminal um, that I think should be uh, punished or should be taken action is the fact that the Pro Bowl still fucking exists. Okay, really funny thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I hate the Pro Bowl. I think the Pro Bowl is an absolute waste of time. Uh, you know, it has no merit. There's nothing at stake, right? So I never watch it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Kevin. They think that the things that they do make it mean something. Yeah. 
in the NBA, they've done a good... I mean, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but at least you've seen a little bit more competitiveness out of the NBA All-Star game. Mm. Like, it's it's clearly just offense. There's no defense. There's that one-on-one matchup that every once in a while you're like, oh, it's kind of like, I love seeing this, right? But mm. it's going to be 160 to 140, some way, yeah. somehow, right? But at least it's like you earn the money for charity. You earn the money somehow. There's a bonus involved. Cool. The NFL is saying, we're going to try that. But guess what? When nobody wants to tackle, then no one's playing for it. Yeah. You can tell me that this player is playing for this foundation, that he's playing for this charity, but this dude is two-handing, touching Alvin Kamara before he goes to jail in about two hours and thinking, oh, he's trying his best to make money for his team or for his charity. I shit. I specifically turned on the Pro Bowl just because I don't know exactly. I think I was just I think I was just watching like I was watching something or whatever, right? So you know, I exit out of the app for my TV, and it happens to go straight to you know regular TV, and it's on the channel of the Pro Bowl, and I see a play where James Conner catches the ball, and I see two defensive players hug him and escort him out of bounds, and. I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, why in the absolute hell would I waste three hours of my time to watch this? Mm-hmm. Where, where's, you know, like, we need Sean Taylor, rest in peace, right? We need Sean Taylor mentality, just destroy the shit out of the punter, right? Just something, man, because this is ridiculous. It's stupid. And look, uh, some players have already come out in defense, uh, like Darius Slay recently. I think it was yesterday. Uh, he came out and he said, look, like, I know you guys are upset about the Pro Bowl and how bad it is, but you guys have to understand that, you know, we've played a whole season. Our bodies are battered. We're bruised up. We're hurting. You know, this is our one chance to chill. If you want to go with that excuse, I somewhat understand. Because let's be real. Besides hockey, the NFL is the most physical sport there is out there. Yes. Let, let's be real. I 100% Agreed. agree. But come on. Really? You're literally hugging someone and then escorting them out of bounds. There's no effort. And, you know, the little fun things they try to do, right, where they put Stefan Diggs against Trayvon, but opposite positions – I mean, yeah, that's okay. That's cool. That's, that's a good cool, moment, right? It's okay, but but after that, like, what else? Oh, that, um, that that's two plays. Oh, um, uh, Kyler Murray is gonna be set up as uh, running back. You really think people are gonna tackle Kyler Murray for real? You really think that's yeah. gonna happen? Like, <sighs> no, 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 no. Okay, here's the thing. I, I think the here's the thing. An absolute joke. Darius Slay can say that, and I completely agree with him. They've I, been I through agree. the NFL. Is is fucking assholes for making them play Thursday nights, making them play on short weeks, not giving them an extra bye week, just giving them one in a 18 week regular season. And that's not counting the playoffs, but don't give me that thing of like, well, now we get to relax. No, you're still doing practices. You are still doing like training for the pro bowl. At least a little bit. You're warming up for the pro bowl. You're playing in the pro bowl. There's still a somewhat risk of getting hurt. And I'm not saying like, then just don't play in the Pro Bowl. No, there is a way to fix this. Make it flag football. If you want to make it fun, let's make it NFL street. 
Yeah. Let's make it to where you don't get pads, you don't get helmets. Show the the smiles, show the the excitement and the fun that these players are doing. Don't give me NFL officials that are looking for calls. No, give me celebrities that are just like, ah, fuck it. You know, let, let's just have some fun. I don't know anything about football. I think that's holding. Just something, right? I'm not saying that's the that's what you should do, but like, do something else. You know, I, I I applaud the NBA because isn't that what they do? Like for the managers, right? Like I remember one year it was like Kevin Hart versus Drake or something like that, right? Yeah, like they were like, the, it's like, not gonna matter, right? That's that's funny. That's fun. I mean, we we both know that no, like Kevin Hart and Drake are not gonna lead this team to a crazy victory in the All Star game, but it's fun seeing Drake. Uh, stealing Kevin Hart's water or or LeBron James coming over and stealing Kevin Hart's drink and giving it like like that's fun, right? right. Why the hell am I gonna waste three hours of my time seeing James Conner being escorted to the to the sideline? And really? an exhibition game. Oh wow, Trevon Diggs and Stefan Diggs, 1v1. Oh wow, Kyler Murray's running back. Oh wow, um uh, Jay Jettis is running a dual a dual option. Like, bro, like what? Like like, like you said, give me something fun. Give me something extra. Give me a steak. It's like something, you know, like it's it's just ridiculous at this point. And I I, I completely, completely boycott the Pro Bowl. I, I can't. I can't watch that trash. Like the worst part about it is, is that like the skills challenges before that, like before the game. I, I saw I saw Mac Jones do like the, the precision passing challenge to where like uh, Trevon's like uh, in front of the big board and there's the, yeah, the yeah. holes. And mm -hmm. if you get in the smaller one, you get more points. Cool. Yeah. Mac Jones got a score of like 12, which he only hit like three targets out of like 15. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. He won, Kevin. He yeah. won. So people were worse. Worse. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that I have to watch someone be worse than Mac Jones and, and, like, I love Mac Jones, but he was terrible. There's Dallas Stars scoring behind me, so just ignore that. But the only good thing that I saw was Russell Wilson was throwing dimes he was out throwing there. dimes. He was. I saw the Instagram video. He was insane. But you can't tell me that this man's a pro bowler when he was out half the year and he's competing against Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been a pro bowler almost his entire life. Do we consider pro bowl material Kirk Cousins? You is know, he a top 10 quarterback? No. Know, that's, that's another thing too. Uh the the Pro Bowl has now become the the most popular contest, right? Let's be real. Kirk Cousins? Really? He was one of the best NFC quarterbacks, really. You can throw the stats really? at me all you want, but Kirk Cousins is not an elite quarterback. He's barely above average. I don't want to see Kirk Cousins in a Pro Bowl. I don't want I want to see Tom Brady. Yeah. You know how amazing it would have been for Tom Brady to retire and then say, I'm going to go play in one last Pro Bowl. And then he comes out, gets in the huddle, standing ovation. And everybody, just like every player, just claps for him. And there's a beautiful moment there. But no, we have to put in Kurt fucking Cousins. We gotta put... I'm sorry, CeeDee Lamb, I love the guy. I think he's an amazing wide receiver. He did not have a Pro Bowl season. He didn't. I'm sorry. And the fact that we have to go 
oh, well, these guys are playing in the Super Bowl, so that's why we have to get second best yeah. is ridiculous. I don't – no one deserves to be in the Pro Bowl because somebody else couldn't make it. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. It's that simple, okay? That there is everything's wrong about this Pro Bowl, man, and I hate it. I haven't watched it since I was like ten years old. I think I've only watched like literally one Pro Bowl in my life. I was like seven years old, and I was probably so bored. I was like, "Well, it's football, I guess." It's, I I, it's so stupid. It's a waste of time. I'd rather you not do it at all. Yeah. I'd rather not you do it at all. I'm not yeah. missing anything from my life. If you want to give me the excuse that, like, hey, it's football before the Super Bowl, like, enjoy it. No! This isn't football, You know dude. who's a fucking idiot? The people that, uh, I'm so sorry if this is actually you, but, like, if you pay thousands of dollars in tickets to to be front row in the, super, in, the in the Pro Bowl. That's a little, that's a just to say hi to Kirk Cousins? That's a questionable life decision, if I have to say so. Dude, you, either you have an immense amount of disposable money, or you are an idiot. Yeah, for sure. Like, you, you truly, it is a waste of fucking time. It is. It is. All right, enough about the Pro Bowl. There's one last, or there's two things I want to talk about, okay? One, let's talk about it. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And this got me a little bit heated because I think I'm kind of in the, 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 the far, far away opinion here. But Kyler Murray unfollows Arizona, the, the Cardinals. Takes on, off uh, all on, the pictures. On social media, takes off all the pictures associated with the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, it's... It's one of those things that could not mean anything. You know, it could just be like a petty thing, right? It's not going to mean anything when it comes to week one of 2022, 2023. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically speaking, what if this means things are going south with Kyler Murray and Arizona? And this is where I think I'm in kind of on an island here. And I want to get your opinion on this. But I think that getting rid of Kyler Murray is a good thing for Arizona. Getting rid of Kyler Murray is a good thing for Arizona? Like, uh, not just cutting him. If you can get something for him, which you clearly can, like, someone's going to give up a lot, a lot for Kyler Murray. Because I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. But I'm saying for a guy that you want to get you to a Super Bowl, Kyler Murray's not that guy. You know, here's the thing, right? And I have to agree with you on this. Um, you know, when you have back-to-back -back seasons with extremely, extremely high expectations, mm -hmm. right, with this Cardinals team, and not even to mention that both of these said years, right, you start off hot. I mean, you know, they were obviously better this year than last year, right? But even last year, there was still they were still good. Yes. They started off good. They started off hot. And here's the thing, right? Like we talk about teams like you know, like like the Cowboys and the Rams, you know, where like you know, yeah, like they started off super hot, right? And then they were they were kind of like uh, they were kind of flatlining a little bit, right? No, 
the Cardinals didn't flatline. They like went on a downhill slope, one hundred percent. Like they were literally losing more games than they were winning. I think. I think. What was it? They went three and six the last nine games. Is that? Yeah, what it, was? It, it was that Detroit game that really like put a a, a hit on everyone's yeah. expectations. Where like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, there's something wrong here with this team. Yeah. So when you have two years like that back to back, where you are the favorites out of your division. You have all this talent. You have arguably top two, if not one, best receiver in the NFL. A great supporting cast. Your defense is pretty good. This team was literally made for the postseason. You're right. And two years in a row, you either miss the postseason, and and I don't know how you feel about it, but in my opinion, I've always had one and done does not count as a postseason appearance in my opinion. No, of course not. Uh, you might as well rather not made it in the postseason. That's yeah, weird. there's you wasted your your fucking. So, season. look, I can't, I can't sit here and disagree with you. Maybe something is going down. Maybe maybe there's tension that's brewing that says, well, you know, you were our number one overall pick. You've been here for three years. What's going on? Or on the other hand, you never know. What if you're. What if your handsome man, uh, Cliff Kingsbury over there, what if he's the one that's walking out? Hey, I don't think he walks out. I think he gets fired. He gets fired. That's, that's, that's what I mean. I truly that's believe that. that he's on the hot seat right now because it he's got a history of starting off really well in a season. And as soon as you start talking about postseason, it starts to decline. Texas Tech, Arizona in his first few yep. years. And yep. this was the year I told you. I, I go back a year, go back a year before the season even started, where I said the Arizona Cardinals have to make the playoffs, but not only that, make a deep run in order yeah. for us to consider them a safe, viable option next year. As far as Cliff staying, Kyler staying, they have to win playoff games. You yeah. don't get JJ Watt to barely make the playoffs and to mm-hmm. lose in the first round. You get JJ Watt to win a Super Bowl. And they didn't do that. Yeah. So Cliff has to be on that. Kyler has to be on that. Because this is where I think... I I don't know why this stays in my head. And this leaves like a huge impact on me. But when Russell Wilson was on that Manning cast and said, this is where you got to rile up your guys. Oh, I know. And this Same. is where you, you got to get them motivated. You got to tell them that we're back in this or we got to stay in this. And you're just sitting on the bench, not saying anything, not talking to anybody, looking like you're distraught. That sticks with me because that is something I don't want to see in my leader. Yep. I don't want to see that in my quarterback that I'm going to have to ride or die for. I'm not, I'm not wasting my entire career or I'm not giving my body to a guy that barely looks like he wants to be there and things. I'm just going to run all over the place because nobody else makes a play out here. You know, you know, no, no matter what you say about what's going on in Seattle and what's happened the last couple of years with Russell and, and um, that whole situation, you know, you ask DK Metcalf, you ask Tyler Lockett, you ask Chris Carson, you ask anybody on that team, and I bet you they would say that Russell Wilson is the best quarterback they've ever played with, right? Hands down, hundred percent. It's not. It's not even a thing about playing quarterback because, like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, talent wise, up there, man. Like they or, they are extremely athletic, extremely talented, and they can play the fucking position really well. Yeah. But I need a guy that I can I can just call in the middle of the night. They'll pick up. Yeah. I need someone there that will ask about my family. 
that will ask how I'm doing. Yeah. Is everything okay? What can I get you? Like, what can I do to be a better person? Not just a better quarterback. Russ does that for you. But it's Kyler said, doesn't. Right now in Arizona, all you got is this. You got a guy that runs a lot. You got a guy that can make plays. This, this right here. Yeah. This is what they got. This That's is what, what they it got right is. Yeah. This is what they got right here. In, in one I, of the most important games of the year. One I, of the most important games of the year, and you do that. Could could we say the most important game in his career? Literally? Maybe. Well, no, I would I would consider the playoff game. Like the last two playoff games to be the most important. Yeah, like th this this playoff game this year. Oh yeah, what that didn't happen during the. Was it? Yeah, it was this. Oh game. no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. My bad. My yeah. bad. My bad. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, this literally the most important game of his career, and he is just on the sideline, distraught, looking like he gave up by the third quarter. Yeah. Look, look. This is an accusation that I, I'm not putting it on him. I'll preface by saying this. Judging from what happened and how we got exposed on the Manning cast. Shades of Jay Cutler? Well, well, sir, you're, you're, you're comparing him to Smoke and Jay. Now that, that's a different animal, but the same beast. You know, look, man, I'm just saying. Russell Wilson had a point. We all know Russell would have been up there. Would I, I know Russ's contract is big. I know it's a lot of money. A lot of money. But if the Rams have shown you anything, is that if you buy in, if you got a stacked roster with a bunch of pro bowlers, all pro guys, and you have an opportunity to make a deep run in the playoffs, just as long as you get a... It, like, you have a, a good enough quarterback, but if you can upgrade your quarterback, you go get Russ. I think there's a reason why they're playing this Sunday and not the Cardinals. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, oh. There was one last thing I want to talk about, but actually we could save that because we're running out of time. We could save that for the Super Bowl preview because it, it's about the Super Bowl. So Ooh. I'll save it for that. But, right. um, but another great conversation. Uh, Baby Yoda bringing in the great analysis. Grogu, my man. Oh, wait. You mean Kyler Murray? Oh. Well, I mean, they are the same size. They are the same size. Um, but Grogu inspires uh, us to believe in the Force. Unlike Kyler. This is the way. This is the way. Not for Kyler, though. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't the way for Kyler, I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for episode 269. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, right, thanks, baby, baby, baby Yoda. Thank you uh, very much for joining us. And we will see you next time for the Super Bowl preview Ooh. later on this week on episode 270 of the Bubble Sports Podcast. Oh. By the way, my, my Cartier glasses are on the way. I'll wear them for the podcast. Hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm.